In the name of the God who created us, the God who walked among us, the God who resides as a spark in all our hearts. Shout with joy to the Lord, all ye lands. Lift up your voice, rejoice and sing. Sing to the Lord with harp, with the harp and the voice of song. Shout with joy before the King, the Lord. The psalmist tells us to praise our God loudly and joyfully. But except for an occasional boisterous hymn, we tend to mutter our praises as if we don't want to bother anyone, perhaps even God. So if we don't want to shout and leap about, how do we praise God? How do we manifest our love of God in this, our world? Allow me a bit of autobiography. Those of you who have heard this, bear with me. Back in the 70s, when I, was an act, when I was active at the Church of the Epiphany in New York, I felt a very strong call to the ordained ministry. I planned to take classes at the Institute for Theology, which allowed students to work full-time while studying for the ministry. I foresaw a life, of head, a life ahead culminated by my becoming a bishop. Then I attended a Sunday forum at church, much like our 9 a.m. forums. The speaker was Tom Toe, the head of the Institute for Lay Ministry. Tom was not talking of lay ministry as opposed to ordained ministry. He was offering a picture of how all can live a life of Christian ministry in every aspect of human life, in the workplace, in the family, in fact, with all with whom we come in contact. After I heard him, I felt as if I'd been struck by a thunderbolt. In an instant, I realized that my call to ordained ministry was a false call. A call to things and form and not to truly serve God. My wife Susan was floored. Are you sure, she kept asking. I've never been more sure about anything than I was about my new course in life. What was or is this lay ministry upon which I was embarking? What was it? Tom was not teaching about formal lay ministry, such as our lay Eucharistic ministers. He was talking about ministering to all whom we encounter in our daily life and not to be afraid to make it clear that the church and our beliefs are central to how we live our lives. Now, fanboys knew this about me, and occasionally fourth or fifth graders particularly would come up to me and ask if we could talk about God. Those were interesting conversations, which lasted until the bell rang for recess. A wonderful lesson in ministry was taught to me and the Fenn community by Betsy Wilson, who many of you knew, whose face was heavily disfigured by cancer surgery. She used to walk on the road which bisects the Fenn campus, and boys would ask about her. 
As she often spoke in public about her condition, I felt free to ask her to speak at Fenn's all-school meeting. She talked about how people avoided her and looked away. A fourth grader, with the wisdom of the age, asked, What should I do when I meet you in the street? Bessie answered, Look into my eyes and smile. We were all deeply moved by that simple statement. The following weekend, by coincidence, I was in Harvard Square. Crossing the street with me was a woman pushing a wheelchair. Seated or almost lying in the chair was a young man heavily contorted by a palsy of some sort. Remembering Bessie Wilson's words, I turned, looked into his eyes, and said, Good afternoon. He made a response that I could not understand, but I was astonished when his companion said fervently, thank you. Every person in this room is a living embodiment of Tom Tull's version of lay ministry. You care about each other. When you ask, how are you, you mean the question. You pray for each other. You physically help each other. You minister to each other and to the world. I've just done what happened to me on Christmas Eve, and that is I've turned the page too soon. Living a life of lay ministry is tiring, and I am occasionally afflicted with spiritual doubt. I wonder if my efforts to lead a caring life matters. Where do I turn to refuel, to be reassured, to be re-inspired? I turn to Trinity Church, to you. The church, to you, the church, we are the church. The community educates me, sets examples of selfless ministry before me. Think of all we do, we do, you do, in the outside world and here to make a difference in people's lives. I'm going to pause a moment so that you can recall a person or program in this church that has made a difference in your life. All the gifts of ministry that we give include money. I'm not ashamed to bring up the ministry of the purse we cannot function without adequate funds. Money empowers many of this church's ministries. There is no home for 12-step programs without a heated and cared-for building. There is no Sunday school without a leader and a place to learn. There is no choir without a choir director and music to sing. There is no church service without clergy. You can continue that list in your head. The letter to the Thessalonians ends with, Brothers and sisters, do not weary in doing what is right. Frederick Beekner wrote in an essay called, Do Not Be Weary, Our days are full of nonsense and yet not. 
because it is precisely into that nonsense of our days that God speaks to us in words of great significance. Not words that are written in the stars, but words that are written in the raw stuff and nonsense of our days, which are not nonsense just because he speaks into the midst of them. And the words he says to each of us differently are, be brave, be merciful, feed my lambs, press on toward the goal. And to that we say, Amen. Amen. Let it be so.